PJ Coogan and Kitchen Table Productions present 20 Minutes With, a short podcast for a busy world. Hello and welcome again to 20 Minutes With. This is episode 28, released on September 4th, 2021. All previous episodes are on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. My guest today is at the very top of his profession, in a job that I was certainly surprised to discover he's only been doing for the past four years. John Coleman, John the Concierge, recently left the Metropole Hotel in Cork City to take up what he describes as an opportunity he couldn't refuse, joining the Five Star Photo Resort in East Cork. He's also become a member of an exclusive global group that admits only the very best in the business. I began by asking John, what is a concierge anyway? So I suppose the old French way would be the caretaker. So you'd have the caretaker of the keys. So it would have been in castles way back then where the concierge was, had the keys for different rooms and every room. That's what it is really. Basically you're a caretaker of the hotel, but you're also mainly a caretaker of the guest. So it comes along then nicely to the clay door, which is the society of the concierge of the world, and their lapel and is across keys. Mm-hmm. So that's where they would be bringing in that old tradition as well, and I suppose the old symbol is the keys. They say that a concierge should have keys, that, and especially in the clay door, the keys that will open anything. Mm-hmm. and everything and and I know that you're a member of that group that rather prestigious group and we'll talk about that later on so what does your job entail literally everything it says it everything I suppose um, you basically you try to enhance the guest experience you try to think for the guest uh, nothing should be impossible as a request for the guest so if the guest wants something the guests should get it. Um, it would be kind of making sure that the culture of the computer says no is not there. Mm. Um, you know, I suppose sometimes it can be seen that it's easier to say no, and hopefully that the guests will be okay with that, uh, which is something that I would pride myself and my group uh, would be, that you'd never say no, you'd always look for it. Um, it's like, you know, you just try to, to think for the guest and preempt basically what's going to happen. Mm. Um, see somebody going out, we'll say from the hotel here now in photo, see somebody going out in a hot morning, bang, give them water. See somebody coming in and if they're, you'd know, they're kind of frazzled from probably four hours in the car and probably five or six kids in the back and everybody wanting to get their own bit of space. First things first, let's all sit down now and just have a cup of tea and mm. you know we'll get through the check-in we'll get through to the room and i suppose it just sets it off in the right tone um if somebody is looking for something that you can kind of i suppose really kind of surprise them you're always trying to surprise the guest mm. um, and that's basically i suppose what you would do you must have started learning customer service very young now what i know about you your family had a shop we did indeed, yeah. We had a shop down in Killa, um, where my late parents worked and lived. And I would have been, I suppose, interested in the shop at the time. And um, I suppose I started dealing with the customers maybe at around five or six or seven years of age. Very young. 
very young you probably wouldn't get away with it now <laughs> my well i suppose yeah like we grew up behind the the shop so we lived behind the shop it was one of those old uh kind of a sweet shop that had um a little bell on the door and we lived behind it and you took turns my brother and myself and my brother absolutely hated it and he went to america at 18 and i'd say probably was the happiest day for him to go out of the shop he never liked it now i suppose i scored all right from that because we used to get a part of our pocket money at home. My brother and myself was that we had to take turns in the shop every time the bell rang. But he kept saying to me, I'll give you 20 pence, he said, of my pocket money if you'll take my turn in the shop. And so gladly I kept But were you standing it. on a biscuit box or something? Because you're only a kid. Like. Um, I suppose, yeah. Or maybe we did low counter. I'm not too sure which it was. I suppose we could have called him a little butter box. Yeah, so like my late mother then would have suffered a lot from migraine. My father, my late father, he worked in the all carpets and the all. So he was gone to work and my mother in as I say in the small local community so she took sick one day and I was over in school in the national school I was eight I suppose maybe nine so word filtered through anyway that um I was in pre-mobiles and everything um a neighbor came over and said John needs to go home to do the shop because his mother is going to bed sick with a migraine so I did I left school that time I suppose at 11 o'clock in the morning and I came home and I looked after the customers so I suppose it kind of developed from there obviously mm. and I went on and I took over the family business then maybe 20 27 28 years ago <laughs> was it kind of a, a, a the old shops needle to an anchor kind of thing absolutely everything yeah, yeah. little Pandora's box um ice cream we did a lot of famous um we would have been fairly famous for the ice cream cones mm. uh, news agents kind of a little Aladdin's cave kids shop it was always kind of like the penny sweets and mm. stationery birthday cards and I suppose back then like people didn't have transport to go to the go to town for the birthday presents uh, for people so like with small little jigsaws and everything and anything mm. yeah and one of these places with nooks and crannies and you could find anything in it there's a few of them left but not many not many no definitely not and i suppose back in the day it would have been like what they advertise now for going to little and and aldi you go in for milk and come home with a chainsaw so the chances (laughs) are our shop was something like that (laughs) and there's a little fella behind behind the counter and was that john where the the customer service bug set in did did you always want to work with people yeah i did really i suppose i've always had a kind of an interest in that um dealing with the people dealing with the public uh then i went on i worked in various places and then i came back which was always wanting to come back to the shop and wanting to come back um I worked in a supermarket in the local town then i worked in cork city for a small bit and yeah it was always kind of just so my late mother she always said to me she goes you're not coming back in here after school after leaving cert, um, go travel, go and enjoy, do what you want to do. And if you decide after a few years that you want to come back, mm. then you come back and you settle into it. Otherwise, so, so did you go and travel? I did, yeah. I went to America for a month over to my brother in America. Um, we wouldn't be the closest, but I went anyway and I did a month there. No, I suppose I would have always been a home bird and always mm. interested in people and things and kind of went on. Because America is kind of the home of customer service, so you could have ended up tending bar or anything over there i could uh, and i wouldn't be here then talking to pj coogan huh <laughs> <laughs> no i suppose um yeah it was always kind of something that was drawing me and then um life went on and i suppose there was a friend of mine she taught me the piano and she always said to me she goes you're, you're lost she said you behind the counter she said you need to 
be in hotels you need to be in hotels so i thought oh well that's not going to happen so yeah so i decided then um just why, why did you think that i suppose because like it was to be a concierge or a guest relations and it was always something that i wanted to do in that side of it more so than bar or restaurant mm. or and you kind of felt back then in the 80s well that's not going to happen and i suppose you kind of felt tied down or you felt you were in the shop and sure look where would i get an opportunity how could i do that and um there was a sense of was there a sense of this is my station in life and and a sense of stepping outside your station country areas were like that yeah they were really i suppose and you didn't you know i suppose it was like a, it was just kind of a situation really you kind of never you know you never gave away such a good job or you'd mm. say you know god i couldn't make that change and it's like stepping outside your comfort zone um and then i decided here goes i just do different courses of events and stuff like that i said yeah i'm going so i threw myself into hospitality and now i studied um, as an event manager and a wedding coordinator mm. while i had the shop and i was doing that and i was in and out with sweet carts and i was in and out with balloons and stuff like that in and out of different hotels getting a kind of getting one leg in the door of all the different hotels keeping all my options open as i thought and um so then yeah we decided then we closed the shop uh, four years ago yeah. and i decided right i'm going into hospitality i suppose at 48 it was time to make or break at that stage mm. and i decided um to fulfill a lifelong dream and i suppose my ethos now and my mantra would be always follow your dream believe in yourself and go for it and mm. everything is possible yeah that's something that is kind of hard to take in because you and I met at the Metropole uh, and it was like you were there forever you, you, you blended in so well that you were almost part of the building it was like you it's like you were there since Douglas Vance's time <laughs> yeah, thanks very come, much PJ how come about <laughs> I'm 52 by the way not 82 yeah um, I, I would strongly say um, like I spent four happy years in the Metropole and like that people said how long are you here and I'd say two years now and whatever they'd say oh really is that all and it's but a lot of it is definitely I think if you're comfortable where you are mm. you know and like I would be very comfortable dealing with the guest and so like it's like kind of you have a product you have a a formula and you want people mm. to to buy it and yeah. once you're happy doing it and, and it is if you're comfortable anywhere like in if you're comfortable in your skin yeah. that you are was the top hat and tails your idea um, I suppose it was. It was a mixture between Aaron was the managing director, Aaron Mensworth anyway, and um, and the owners. And I suppose the owners wanted to bring back the old world hospitality because obviously the the old dame in McCurtain Street and they hadn't uh, concierge, guest relations, port or whatever you call it, with 65 years or something. So they were very anxious to bring back that old world. And I suppose we were chatting away about it and about a uniform and that and I suppose it kind of became a kind of a little trademark then and it would suit um it suited there mm. to have that attire um it, it blended in you know it's like that story i suppose of uh, a rose in a potato field is a, a <laughs> weed um it wouldn't blend in everywhere so it did and i suppose i just gave it my all and very happy to do that yeah did it surprise you how much john the concierge almost became a brand in that quarter of the city because it did um, I suppose it did really and yeah I suppose like you feel you give what you get out of it and I suppose a concierge should have all the local knowledge so therefore a proper concierge would be constantly making contact with local attractions local restaurants 
uh, bars, walks, anything. So that I kind of just decided let's go and introduce myself and work closely with all those so that you would have an up-to-date um, story so that you would be able to give the best recommendation for the guest. And I suppose it's different than if you're working in a hotel and if you're not the concierge, it's all about what's in the hotel, how much the bar drinks are, what's, you know, what's available, whereas a concierge would be what's available outside as well. And it's very important then for the reputation of a concierge to have trust. You must get trust from the guest because if the guest will ask you for a recommendation, if you send them to a restaurant uh, mm. that used to be good, but the the chef is gone and the waiting staff have changed and, you know, so like you're sending them somewhere then that... Mm it's probably not what it was you have to be on top of your market you got to walk around a lot yeah yeah absolutely and i did that um and i suppose like we say in my four years in the metropole um before i moved here to photo there was the first year i won an award for um customer service from business cork mm. so that kind of felt whoa you know you're kind of recognized outside of it and i suppose that gave you that courage or confidence to say well what you're doing you're doing right or some people like it and so then it went on and in the second year there was another award uh, from within trigon as customer service employee of the year for the group mm. for the three hotels at the time um so then kind of that took another level then of saying yeah just kind of hold your head up higher and say you know it can be done uh then just on the awards then the third one then was um i suppose obviously a very prestigious one from the irish hotels awards I won the Concierge of Ireland for the island of Ireland. So that was a total blown away piece. And, you know, people from around the country contacted me and said that they had been following. And, and then I suppose the social media is so strong then everywhere that people can obviously find out what's happening on the ground, even though they're not at home or they're somewhere mm-hmm. else in the country. Yeah. Coming to the, I think during the pandemic, you, you had this idea of coming to people's front door with afternoon tea in your full regalia again was that your own idea um i suppose it was really and i suppose it was my commitment then to to the guests and people that missed occasions people were in america and their families were here and they hadn't seen them and it was their mother's birthday and so you kind of said let's let's go the extra mile like you could rock mm. up in shorts and a t-shirt or you could rock up in you know your regular outfit but it just added i suppose a bit of umph onto the whole thing yeah. really for it and how did the move come, John? Because you were so happy there. How did the move to where we are now, this magnificent centre? Um, the move came, like a lot of things in my life, came very fast. Um, it was just a career opportunity, basically, that uh, became available here in Fota. That Sean, Sean Collins, he's head concierge, he's retiring after 15 years, so he's been here with a long time. Um, so they were looking for a concierge manager then to come on board and and to deliver that wow and I suppose work with that and you know I suppose it's it's nearer home uh, I'm only what 12 minutes from home mm-hmm. and I suppose now becoming a member of the Claydor it's a prestigious um, organization and to be in a five-star property then be able to deliver that to the guest so I suppose a lot of different things kind of fell right at the time. You Do you pinch yourself a little bit, John, from the days no, of being called out? my wife does that. <laughs> the days of being called out at school to serve in the shop, to here you are, practically the gaffer of, of a five-star resort. Well, you know, I suppose like that, you just kind of take it, uh, you know, that every guest is the same. Yeah. You look after every guest and 
you just take no notice of it really mm. kind of, now I'm delighted obviously yeah. you know where it has come to uh, would I have expected it to come that fast to yeah. in four years no I wouldn't yeah. but um, I suppose like it's, it's your passion and your belief like and if you can believe in yourself and believe that yes I can do it mm. you know it's can do so it's great and you know it's lovely to just to be here um, at, at 52 so Has, you said to me one time that your your drive is if if you want it and it's legal I'll try and get it for you. is there something is there a memory that you'd share of you a moment where you sat and said oh my god how am I going to do this um, yeah there is one that strikes me very very much but I definitely for all our sakes I will not be going into it it was <laughs> How would you put it? Um, the easiest way I suppose to say it was it's a mix-up of bedrooms. That's the easiest way to put the Cluedo piece into it. But it was how you dealt with telling people where different bedrooms were. Right. right. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but everything worked out well anyway with yeah. all the people concerned. Um, everybody went away with a smile on their face. Everybody was happy, PJ. <laughs> That's all we'll say. Then there was a lady who rang to say that she had been checked out of the hotel and they were in the queue in the airport. She had no passport. She was after leaving it in the bedroom, in the cupboard, and she was literally in the queue for the boarding gates. So it was kind of fast thinking then, right, let's go fast. You call a taxi and a taxi pulled up as we were coming back down from the bedroom with the passport literally put the passport into the front seat put on the safety belt on the passport <laughs> and said get it straight to Cork to Airport. the boarding gate and it did but that was the help of the taxi driver it was the help of my colleagues yeah. and then the taxi driver went in knowing the urgency so I suppose that shows the goodwill that's in people he probably lost one fare in between yeah. but it's about keeping someone happy you know so I suppose like that you kind of feel it's an achievement you can go home kind of feeling I was talking to a member of the clay door actually um, last week because all the hotels are reopening mm. and that and he said there was a specific request that they were looking for and it was to put uh, the Danish flag into a bedroom for a guest and he kind of said you know once you go off and you look for it and you get it and he said when he put it in there he was able to go home thinking that was a good day now you know someone it went above and beyond for the guest you had the the couple who came to check in here actually um in photo and they had just realized that the lady um had left her most beautiful outfit that she had planned on wearing at home and there was a bit of panic and it was his fault it was her fault it was everybody's fault so contacted their daughter they're in limerick so i said for your mother I said um, I'll arrange to go halfways to meet you and you come halfways down mm. and we did and met her and I came back and I went up and knocked on the door and just handed the lady the outfit was she expecting it absolutely not could you do it on a regular day if you don't have the support of everybody no mm. you couldn't so I suppose like these kind of things like I always try to see if you can wow a guest every hour John it must take because of the hours you spent here it must take a very patient family and a very patient other half absolutely yeah and I suppose without the support of Ursula and my daughter Kelly um, I wouldn't be able to do what I've done uh, and what I'm doing to this present day um, 
and I suppose like that's it that, that's teamwork that's support as well now maybe they're quite happy to have the remote control to themselves and <laughs> just once I come home and walk the dog and everything will be okay um, and glad to be away for the last few weeks when Love Island was on I was able to leave them and they were happy that I wasn't there saying oh my god is it nearly finished so it is and I suppose like that is part of it uh, you know if I didn't have the support and the backing I would never be able to do what I'm doing and I'm mean, genuinely very appreciative of that Is there someone that you'd love to do a turn for as a guest? Is there one particular dream guest? Yeah, there is a dream guest, but I won't be saying who it is, but I will get that guest here. That's just my own personal um, ambition, really, in life to meet this particular guest, and I will meet this particular guest. But everybody, you know, deserves a wow. Everybody deserves a VIP status. Give me a hint then as to what this what you think this particular person... Similar doing the same as you do. Yeah. let's put it that way but it's on television as well as radio but um, it's all about kind of personalising yeah. each guest and guest experience now lastly the, the, the clay door you're rightly proud to accelerate through up there well, what's that about? so the clay door I suppose it's um, it's an organisation started back in the 60s and it is worldwide with different associations and organisations throughout the world so at the moment in the world there's only over three thousand three and a half thousand members and in ireland there's only 50 in the whole country so i'm number 51 so i was approached and i was nominated and i had to go through different um performances um a lot of it i suppose is just kind of you're you're being judged or watched or observed mystery shopper comes to the hotel you know and looks for x y and z and Mm. if you can provide x y and z plus um, so I am a member of the organisation. I've been accepted into it since last January this year, this year 2021. And then at their next AGM, I will be given my lapel, which will have my keys, crossed keys. It's it's a it's a dream. It's a dream come true. So I suppose it's it's you know I'm privileged to be in that position. I love my job. I can safely say that nothing pleases me more than literally just seeing a smile in a guest face and I suppose I have a kind of little mantra going that whatever hotel you're in like you check in as a guest and check out as a friend Now when we switched off the recorder John did tell me the full story of that bedroom mix up put it this way discretion was never more important so I'm not sharing it either and as for the dream guest yeah I'll let you keep guessing thanks John for the chat and thanks as always to you for listening I'm back with a new interview next Saturday If you'd like to catch up with older episodes, you'll find them all on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, have a good week and stay safe. Thank you for listening to 20 Minutes With, a short podcast for a busy world. Please help to spread the word and watch social media for news of our next episode.